What's up, guys? Hellbass here with another boatside chat IG live replay with Pete from Omnia Fishing. We cover a whole bunch of good stuff. I uh, show off one of my, some of my historic custom visor collections. We get into talking about fishing uh, Elite Series as a co angler. We talk baits, swim baits, jerk baits, top waters. We talk about sun protection. We take a big deep dive into evolution. Uh, conditioning of bass and, and why things work in certain parts of the country and other parts. There's a lot of interesting topics. Uh, it's going to be a long episode as usual. Uh, there is an audio version of this podcast available. There will be links down in the description in the comments below. As well, I will put timestamps of all the different topics in the description and in a comment below. So if you want to jump around and just listen to different topics, that's totally up to you. So we'll make it completely digestible, easy to follow. Uh, if you, uh, if there's anything you like about this, leave me a comment below, like, subscribe, comment, uh, and enjoy the episode. Not cool. East, west, whatever. Come on. It's all the same thing. Thoughts on the Abu Garcia Silver Max. Can't say that I have any thoughts on that. I'm not even sure if that's a baitcaster or a spinning reel. <laughs> I uh, I think I've used a couple of Revos in my life, but other than that, uh, I don't really have any opinions on the uh, the uh, silver. I don't know what it is. Unless that's maybe a big... I do have one Abu that I bought cheap at a Bass Pro when I was on a work trip just to go fishing in some ponds behind my hotel. So, maybe that's what it is. Let's go look. Was it like a $50 baitcaster? Then maybe I do have one. Not wearing out. How much did it cost you? What does a, a Silver Max cost? Maybe I do have one. Let's go look. Put my pile of reels not on. I do have one. Ha! I lied. Silver Max. It's not a bad first bait caster. Uh, it does have a brake system on the side, so it does allow you to adjust it. I think it costs about 50 bucks at Bass Pro. Um, not a bad reel. Uh, it's probably not going to last you forever, but uh, it'll get the job done. I probably, if you could, swing a little bit more. I would look at the Diawa Fuego or the Shimano SLX, especially if you could grab one of them on sale. Uh, and then you'd be paying almost the same amount of money. Um, but nothing wrong with this reel. Um, I bought it, caught some fish on it. I put it on a couple-piece travel rod. And, uh, yeah, use it for some pond hopping behind my hotel on a work trip. Caught plenty of fish. What's up, Pete? Does anybody want to chat? Or do you just want me to talk to myself? Oh, D-Rose. Come on, Dave. We could join. Pete, do you want to talk? Is that what, does, this, does this mean yes? Does this mean maybe? What's up, PK Fishing? But otherwise, I was about to dig through my topwater box and cull out some topwaters. I might get rid of make room for new ones. I was also doing that with my jerkbait box. Visor collection on my left shoulder. I don't think so. I have a really old Gopher Bassmasters visor from a club days. 
that's uh, all up on the wall. Yeah, there is some visors up there. I do see them now up a little higher. But this is a uh, this was my first bass club I was ever in. Go for Bassmasters. So I've got that visor. Um, yeah, I see them. I'll, I'll grab them in a second. I can see them. I see what you see. So we do have that one. We could talk to some visor. I can. I see why Pete probably doesn't love the visor now. <laughs> yeah. Or a lot, of, a lot of sunscreen to yeah. uh, to rock the visor. Yep. In fact, I wear I wear all drawstring sun hoodies so I can tie I it on my head. Man, you do have a huge collection there. That's actually a good call. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm a big fan. I wear uh, a lot of the AFCO hoodies, that type of thing. And I'm almost always hood up with the visor. Yeah. Um, and Can then, you like, cinch the AFCO ones now? Like, yeah. Way better than a buff. Hoods? Way better than a buff. Yeah, but can you cinch the AFCO ones down is what I'm saying. Um, My head's so big, it cinches itself. So. <laughs> no. All right, so here's one of my custom visors. This was a free hat that we got at one of the divisional tournaments, I think. Um, and one of the rules in a bass tournament, whether it's Bass Nation or Opens or whatever, you have to have a bass logo. Yeah. So... Um, Forget why. The one year we fished Bass Divisionals, our jerseys never came. So our jerseys didn't have a Bass logo on it. So we had to wear some kind of a Bass logo. So I cut the top off this thing and wore this across the state. <laughs> so that's what this one's from. Did you get the uh, visor we sent you, that I sent you? What's that? Did you get the visor I sent you? Uh, not yet. I don't think okay. so. Hey. If not, I'm about to place another order. So. Um, oh, maybe I'll stuff it in there if they, you didn't send it. Uh, so this is an old True Tungsten visor, Pro Staff. There was a lot of people on the True Tungsten Ooh. Pro Staff. This one was so worn out, I actually had had my mom throw some extra stitching in it because it was falling apart there. Nice. This one was this color. That's devoted. It worked so much that it's unfaded to that. <laughs> yeah. This, this one... Has caught uh, shaded a lot of fish catches in its day. This is uh, legit. This I, I probably should keep this in the boat for some mojo. Like this, this has got some serious mojo in it. Um, this is a Econetics one. There was a company that kind of tried to start up and do some like hook Under Armour stuff. They sent me some stuff. Uh, do you have a Kruger Farms actual visor? Oh, nice. Never really wore that one much. Pete, when are we going to get more of those drummies at the Ghetto Hotel in Fergus? <laughs> Who was that? Uh, oh, that's Benjamin Oliver. Benjamin. He's a camera. Uh, he was actually one of the one of the guys at Bassmaster. He did Zona's show. Okay. Uh, so now now he's got a he, he moved on, got a big corporate job. Hammer. Yeah. yeah. This is another, uh, I think I bought this one when I fished the Elite Series event as a co-angler on Amistad. And I think nice. I needed to have a small bass shield to wear. So this was my bass shield in Amistad. So I bought this from like their trailer um, to wear across the stage. Nice. 
this one's caught a few fish. Yes, it has. One of the uh, Minnesota outdoor tackle companies didn't quite make it. Oh, that um, sucker! That sucker catches the ladies too. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> this one is going to look like this one probably by end of next year. Right. <laughs> this was a good one. I had another true tungsten camo hat that I turned into a. Not my straightest cut ever. This one no. was a little jagged. And you can no. see, if you watch my latest video, you'll see I'm much better, a little, a little steadier with the scissors now. Yeah. No, that was cool. I, ju I just watched it. Just watched it. And here's a, an Ema. Ooh, that, that belongs in my fishing room, buddy. I'm, I'm a big to... fan of the Ema, the Ema square bill and the Ema shaker. The Roomba's pretty good, too. I do have some rumors. I just I just don't think I've thrown them much. Um, but they're more like a minus one, basically. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I do have a few of those. Just never really uh, threw them. The skimmer's okay if you're like in a super calm, like glass water pressure. Like if you're like, mm -hmm. but uh, who did I draw? At Amistad. Uh, first day I drew Glendalong, and that's where you say who. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Glenn DeLong, I think he only fished one or two years on the Elite Series. Um, yeah, he qualified for the Opens, made it happen. Probably wasn't quite ready when he made it. I mean, that happens to a lot of guys. Uh, I don't know. We both weighed, I think he had a limit for seven pounds, and I had four fish for seven pounds. And I was, this is when Amstad was, like, blowing up. So, um, way down the standings, both of us after day one. Day two, I drew Takahiro Omari. Which was pretty cool. When was this one? Uh, it was the year that Re uh, Derek Remitz won Homestead. Oh, got it. Got so, it. like, first or second year, I mean, like, uh, one of the first couple of years of the Elites. Uh, first time they ever went to Homestead. That, got it. I got think. It. Or second. First or second time. Uh, I actually pre fished with Derek Remitz just because he was from Minnesota. I just, like, sent him a Facebook message and was like, hey, I'm going to be down there. I'm fishing the tournament. You know, you want somebody to jump in the back of your boat? and So, yeah, you sold the cool. We went out. Uh, that was my first day. Like, I don't remember the term. It was like February or March. That was like my first day fishing. You know, I flew down there, uh, stayed at my dad's place, and uh, and I got to see him uh, basically dial in. He already was on it, and he kind of, like, locked in the pattern he was on to win that tournament uh, on Amistad. And he was fishing, like, 10-inch worms and football jigs on, like, a – a ledge that went from like 30 to 50 feet, like a super deep lake ledge. It was pretty cool. Um, I set the hook one time and caught like a five pounder. And he's like, you probably shouldn't set the hook on that one. And I was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he set the hook one time. and It was like a seven or eight pounder. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, Amari the second day, and I was super jacked. Cause like he had like 26 or 27 pounds the first day. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to catch him tomorrow. Yeah. And like, None of talk stuff went on day two. It was like, I actually, uh, we each caught a couple little fish. And then uh, he was, he was, his deal was like throwing a crank off like a ledge creek channel with timber on it uh, and wood. Um, not exactly like a lot of like, they have different kinds of bushes and hardwood trees and stuff down in, in like. Was it deeper than five feet? Yeah, for sure. He was fishing up pretty deep. He was throwing like a uh, like a DD22 or a Lucky Craft version of like a DD22 wow. back then. Yeah. 
and that's what he's and that's what he told me to bring and like we threw those and hooked them and lost a bunch of plugs and timber and um uh, and then i started dragging plastic and i started picking up a few fish and then i was dragging a, a mojo rig with a wacky uh like a fat almost like a senka but it was something it was the uh reaction innovations had a worm that was a wacky worm that kind of had like two dumbbells on the end of it yeah i remember it i remember what it was called i was wacky rigging that on a finesse carolina rig Rixie stick or and something like that like a six and a half seven pounder and i had talk lipid for me which was like awesome yeah that... <laughs> and that like definitely like derailed him for a while that day um and uh, he scrambled just to catch like five dinks for like seven eight pounds and i had like i don't know with that that big one i had low teens 13 14 pounds or something that jumped me up in the top 50 to fish day three and i fished with uh jason quinn hardware you uh, did holy cow you got a whole bunch of draws on that one yeah so by making the cut i got a day three um and he was his main deal was flipping bushes on the mexican side and so that was a little rough for me because he was like basically pulling up the bushes and just dropping like beavers on one else wage down and he knew which ones he wanted to fish um I ended up catching some good fish, throwing power slugs weightless out the back of the boat towards other shallow bushes. Um, but once I caught a couple of good ones, then he really locked it down on me and didn't give me much. So, but either way, we both had a decent, like we both had like 15 pounds and we both got a decent check. Nice. How many black power power slugs do you still have? I don't know if I have any. It was when they came back out for just a while, and I bought a couple bags, so not many. Yeah, we 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 actually nope. had Spike it make us black dye, and we were dyeing all the other colors that are out now black, and don't work. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I remember catching a lot of fish on the black shad. Yeah, yeah, and the red shad, and I also caught a lot of fish on pumpkin seed on pumpkin a lot seed. of our clear northern like yeah. Major Brainerd Lakes and things like that, and then like Sandock, yeah. the pumpkin power slug was legit. Yeah. I had a, I had a good year on Tonka with them just re- in the last couple of years, and then uh, that burned me. It was one of those things where I went out and bought every one I could find everywhere because they were gone everywhere, and now I can't catch anything on them. Jig worm and a flip shot, you know, like real deep bombing it out there on like a bait cast or a little short drop shot sure. dragging it into the edge of the coontail but don't work anymore you showed all the fish that wanted it now there's yeah, a little, i guess think of something new Pete. i guess set of baits from the 80s so what else I saw you posted on uh bbc that video that was hilarious i like yeah i started to cut the visor i I was surprised how many people were uh, actually said visor. I figured that crowd would have been all hat all the way. But uh, that that used to be back when I was working with Daiwa. I can't tell you how many people would harass me everywhere we went for shows and stuff about visors. You guys got to have a visor. You guys have a visor and it's never in stock. I want to get a visor. So we'd get visors and no one would buy them. <laughs> and I get just sh- shredded on why did you go get visors again? But it's funny because visor guys really want their visors. They really, really do. Yeah, See, I've never had that problem. I've solved the world's. Did you just visor cut, make your own visors? Nice. I like it. I like it. 
What's up, Bob Downey? Bob Brad Downey. Overstadt. My former intern, Brad Overstadt. That's Casey Yarn from Iowa. He just joined. And Matt Deutsch from the uh, Midwest Angler Podcast. What's up, Casey? I saw Casey was running around with Ayler today, doing a little banking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, went. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think pool two on Saturday. Pool two. I don't know what I'm going to do. I was supposed to go today, and today got really busy at work, so I did not go fishing today. So now I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. That's a good thing, right? Uh, no, it is, but. I was hoping to sneak out today while the weather was so nice. Yeah, I, I was really – so here's what happened to me. I told uh, – I bought some ribs, like a couple racks of ribs to throw on the big green egg this week. And I was like, oh, looked at my work schedule. I was like, oh, I'll do them Wednesday because I got, like, breaks in my work so I can, like, get them prepped and get them on the egg and, and go for, you know, several – you know, I, I think I threw them on at, like, 1 o'clock and then, like, didn't think to look at the weather to see like which day would have been the day I wanted to sneak out after work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody's That's like, it. "Where are you going after?" And I was like, "Oh, I kind of told the family I was making ribs and I'm going to be monitoring the grill, so I guess I'm not going anywhere today." So, yeah, today was the day to get out for sure. But I'm sure they'll still bite this weekend somewhere. Yeah, I think it'll be. It looks pretty decent. Uh, I was debating Sunday or Saturday, and I think. Sunday looks like an east wind, so that might be a little more frontal, so or post front. So I think Saturday there probably will be a not as nice, but I think there'll be a decent bite on Saturday. So yeah, I got to get Bob Downey on here to give me some little sneaky Wisconsin hole that's close. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be well, good. It's close to the, the cities you live in, so yep, yeah. Stop distracting me from my homework, Jacobson. Your protege. Uh, <laughs> Jacob had a project on his hands today. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got some new products in today that he was having to do all the photography on. Mm. So, Parker, you want to know if we can get the Z1 and Z2? Uh, I looked at them. I, we actually, uh, Ryan from Megabass sent us some stuff on it, but... uh. They're light, man. I, I mean, I know I get it. They're cool. I, I'm a sucker for anything new from Japan, and I jump on everything. But quarter ounce crankbaits, dude, come on. That's so they're just like little that's crappie a, crankbaits, little shad. No, rabbit. they're like they look like they look like the size of a normal crankbait. They got that LBO weight transfer in them from Mega Bass, but that's a big trick I learned from my days buying Japanese stuff from my Japanese buddies at Daiwa. I would look at something and say, man, that thing's cool, and I'd order it, and it would weigh, like, less than a quarter ounce. And you're like, well, uh, I mean, it's always cool to you try and throw the thing around. And then you're like, why did I buy this thing? So so then you realize it's designed to throw on four-pound line, and hey, you're going to do that. You got it. So, uh, but Parker, good call. They look cool as hell, and I, I did. I wanted to jump all over them, but I just don't know how – quarter ounce is gonna go for some reason omnia wants to focus on things they're gonna sell in turn it's like, weird that way isn't it like, what fun is that like yeah. yeah but uh there's some other cool japanese stuff we we got our hands on so there'll be some stuff popping up sh- slowly but uh 
But uh, this reminded oh, me of a crankbait when you said that. Yeah, that I but in the box the other day. But to Rich's point, we're trying to focus more on filling in all the holes we still have from being new. Uh, that we we got to get loaded in before we go too nuts on some JDM stuff. What is that? This is a uh, so Evolve Bait had a Soul Soul Labs or Soul Five Labs crankbait line for a while. So the same people that made like the Compact Craw and the Evolve. Uh, Nervous Walker Frogs. Okay. They rolled out some hard baits. And this thing is like, kind of like a lipless crank with a shallow diving bill yeah. on it. Almost like a Hema Shaker, yeah. Yeah, but it, it Less is, of a square bill, doesn't have a weight transfer system and it casts yeah, yeah, yeah. impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Minecraft. We just got like our internet upgraded. Like, should only be my wife watching Netflix. My kids should be sleeping and not on their tablet. So I would think that it should be pretty good. It looks really good on my end. Yeah, um, you're real yeah, choppy on my end. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I've got a lot of tiny baits upstairs in my fishing room that, uh, that I bought that I thought were going to be catchers. And uh, they are definitely four-pound test spinning rod crankbaits. Do you think they're be harder to throw than a speed trap? Uh, I, I don't know. You know, you know. Uh, I had a buddy down south tell me once that that all those guys were catching them on a speed trap, throwing like twenty pound braid and a really whippy rod, and it did work. It casts like crazy, but I, I just can't wrap my head around throwing twenty pound braid on a crankbait like that. You're talking about these, Craig? What are those? You're all fuzzy for on my end. Oh, man. Sucks that I'm fuzzy. I don't know why. These are the Evolved sure. Nervous Walker frogs. Oh, gotcha. They're, uh, probably have some in a box somewhere. It's a frog box. I don't see it. I put it on my shelf because it wasn't planned to go frog fishing yet. Well, there's, I'm not fuzzy still. It's gear better. But they're pretty good size, but like super, like just nothing to them soft. Giant hooks. Yeah, like. And they just continued this before they even like went under. And I was like. Some spinner bugs in the Omni video in the background. Good catch. You're the first one to call us out on it. Got a little bit longer before I can talk about them, though, bud. I don't even know what a spinner bug is. Spinner bait. What's that? They got it's every bait gets Josh Douglas and called a bug at the end. So you got a chatter bug, a spinner bug, a crank bug, a. So what else, what other people what do you guys want Omnia to carry? Let them know in the, the chat right now. What uh, what what do they not have that you need them to carry? And I can let you know some of what's coming because <laughs> it's getting harder and harder every day now. 
to keep it a secret or to get new stuff? No, to get more and more and more onload. We have a pretty aggressive schedule to onboard new, on, on new products, but with all the COVID stuff, it's slowing on. Right. It's slowing down a lot of suppliers and stuff, and you know, uh, so things are popping in, and but uh, uh, but it's it's on a slower schedule than we'd like. We want to be a little bit more aggressive than we can right now, but right. luckily we've been getting a lot of support locally, so things are going really really well. So it's helping us along in the process. What is that? Oh, some Dobbins? Yeah, we, that, that, that's come up a lot lately. It's come up a lot lately. This one reminds you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a hot topic in the office of late. There's a, there's a few, few, uh, few on the checklist there that we got to do. Smaller spy baits would be good. Like smaller than the duo and Barashi ones? Like the smaller size in those or like special ones? Like, like there's the duo 90. Yeah. Which guy, I mean, you guys, have, I saw you have the Arashi, right? Yeah, we got the Arashi and we got duo ones, but maybe we just have the bigger size in the duo. I can't remember in the duo right now. I know. Uh, yeah, that's a big one. Okay, thanks. Yeah, no, we can. That's a good call. Like, we can, we, we, that's an easy add on to grab the smaller one, which I like. It's funny because I'm such a snob. I, I, all I had was the duo ones, and I literally never caught a bass bigger than maybe two and three quarter on them in my life. Uh, but for some reason, I was snobby and thought only the Japanese ones would work, so I didn't want any of the storm ones. And then Brandon Polinick, when we were in Chicago at a show one time, was like, are you nuts? You haven't thrown it? And I actually did. And I do. I like it better. I actually like the Storm one better. Uh, it's it's actually a good one. But uh, but I got, uh, Kenny, to your point, I, we got something cool, uh, 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 JDM Prop 8 that should be around by next month, hopefully. But uh, good call out. We, we should get some smaller ones. Well, hey, I got a question for everybody watching, if you like them, and you too, Rich. Uh, good underspins. Like some, like good underspins. Like if we were only get two, like some good ones. I'm not Whichever a one, guy. Matt, Whichever one Matt Allen's best to get. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I haven't fished them a ton. I've heard really good things. I think uh, Hog Farmer has a really good one. Okay, that's a good. One. That's a good one. I, I know I mean, that's a good that. one to look at. Um, and I don't know how much they work. I know they sell through Tech Warehouse and some regional stuff, but I don't know how aggressive they are outside going out of their kind of. That's uh, two votes for Hog Farmer. All right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't. I remember buying them when they came out like crazy because I thought obviously they were going to be the deal. And up here, I haven't done much with them up here. And then I know it's a spotted bass thing. And obviously, we're a little far from the spot of bass, but yeah, I've played around with them a little bit, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't tried them a ton, but I always yeah. feel like I get more bites on the plain jig head than I do on the underspin. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say I asked a couple tournament anglers that I know, prominent tournament anglers, and they said exactly what you just said. Cut the blade off, and you'll catch more. But I want them to work. 
They look awesome. Makes too much sense. I mean, Casey Ashley tell you a little different. There's a couple of them in there. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I have some, but I didn't like. Like that one's cool. That one's got two blades on it. I don't know what it is. Fish head spin, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's what it is. Those ones are the same, I think. Yeah, fish head spins. Why don't you just lie and tell me you smash the hell out of them and make one with your with your line and just sell me some? <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather you carry Dobbins than some stuff with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of Dylan? folks on the underspin. That's how I mean. Just how I mean. You guys seem to be definitely picking up some momentum in this market. Yeah. Um, how are you guys doing outside of this market? Honestly, it's, like the the markets that we're, we we've. Uh, paid attention to, to, to work on. Cause we're obviously trying to stage the growth have done very well. Um, the problem is, is getting your assortment, right? Right. So if you want to be a legitimate servicer of a market, you got to have the right stuff. So working on yeah. some of that well, stuff. So. Kenny brought, uh, actually you said that yeah, and I bought some of these at on clearance at, uh, at the uh, Gander when they had their inventory reduction. Yeah. So I grabbed these. I mean, I haven't tried them. I just bought them back in whatever, November or December, whatever that was. But they have a nice screw head on them. Decent looking blade. I mean, like, so these ones, I mean, you already carry six cents. So this would probably be an easy grab. Yeah, no, that's, so that, definitely that's worth looking an easy at. grab. Good call. Yep. yep, good call. That That's a good call. I, I'd, I'd probably I go them. that route for now. Cause they look decent. Because just in the last couple of weeks, to your point, Rich, when people have reached out from other markets saying, hey. <laughs> Ooh, really choppy now, bud. Oh, man. Yeah. I just think my Wi-Fi is, like, spiked. I can hear you, but I, can, I can't see anymore. Well, I was trying to show you the Crush Flat 75. Oh, yeah, no, I I had a bunch of people light me up this spring tell me that those things were catching them in a lot of guys' boats that were sponsored by other people. But I haven't got to fish with them. Yeah, I haven't either, but I've heard good things. I was, I was hoping they'd have them. Oh, what else? So, basically, nothing's on the site because Jacob's doing homework and not getting stuff posted. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, Jacob was carrying some weight today. He was doing some work. So, uh, we'll have some fun stuff to talk about on Monday. And, uh, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff going on. Just got to get more. Uh, horse. We're already uh, going to run out of space soon, which is a good thing. So, it's a real good thing. We appreciate everybody paying attention. So, rock crawlers, good call, Kenny. Good call. Hey, funny thing you say that, Kenny, because I've had ten people told me that, and I completely space rock crawlers, and we just 
talked about Bates the other day, and I did not bring those up. Good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I even own a rock crawler. I have. I haven't thrown it either, but I I know for a fact they're a bass catcher. They are a bass catcher. Hmm. So what's uh what's your plan for this weekend? You said pool two. Pool two, I'm thinking. That's uh, my tentative plan. It looks like the ramps are back open. It's high, but probably should be pretty fishable. It's the closest place to my house that I can legally focus on bass. Um, yeah. So, P- uh, pulling it out of your ass. What do you think's got? What What do you think you'll be catching them on? It's a good question. Um, maybe jerk bait. Yeah. Maybe a flat side crankbait or a jig. Probably yeah. that's probably the, it just those three. Uh, maybe a swim jig or a flipping jig. This early, I was just going to ask you what kind of jig, and you just answered it before I said it. <laughs> Do you throw any finesse like round ball jigs or your 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 jig in like the tungsten one, the smaller sizes? I will give uh, my jigs a finesse haircut when I at times. I do have a few, like, Eakins jigs. I don't use them yes. very often, but I will. Like, here's a football jig that I've, like, just trimmed down to nothing. Yeah. So that's what I'll typically do is just use one of my Archie jigs and just give it a finesse haircut. Got it. Just to keep things simple and inventory down in the boat. Like, I don't feel like I need a 1,000 jigs. So. Can't seem to find one that's. Super finesse but Parker, get some slugs. Like power slugs, or what kind of slugs are you talking about? Waldo in the house. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably flip a 3 8 ounce jig with a, uh, we'll see how warm the water is and make a decision on the, uh, probably a speed crawl, I would say, based on this water temp. It depends how dirty it is. If it's dirtier, then I'll go something a little. Yeah, a little bigger, maybe like a just a straight up chunk with just kind of a slow flap. Um, then a swim jig, go with like a real light quarter eighth ounce swim jig with maybe just a single tail grub and just kind of creep that around in case they're hanging on some flats and things like that. So I've only fished pool too a couple times, and I think I went when it was warm enough to just kind of do anything. He was like a hero, but that's before Gray Carl was blown out. Yeah, it's interesting. So the last time I went there, the only time well, I've only been there once, and I went there pretty early, and the water was really ripping. So I had a tough time finding them. And I only found yeah. one little stretch where I caught three or four flipping a jig on a, a rock bank. But uh, uh, so I think it'll be not quite as high this time. A little bit later, the water will be a little warmer. It might be a little easier to figure them out. Yeah. Jacob wants to know what your chunk or cold water jig trailer is. Good question. And honestly, like on the lakes around here. In the fall, I still tend to throw the menace scrub and the speed crop. Like, yeah. Um, if it gets really cold, like once it drops below like 49, 48, I do have a couple uh, packs of, what is this, the, this compact crop? Oh, yeah, the action. Yep, yep. But it's just got, I mean, it's super subtle. Like, yeah. It's almost like a spade tail grub with split tails. I mean, it's pretty do nothing. Yeah, um, for sure. Why? 
maybe like a yum chunk or a zoom chunk or something like that. Gotcha. Uh, does Omnia have beef, fish, and tackle? Or authentic? We do have beef, fish, and stuff. We got all the beef, fish, and stuff um, for all the river at walleye guys and stuff. Yep, for sure. Uh, Chris is more up on all that. I'm just starting to get into that again now. I used to get into all that stuff back in the day when I was still with Cabela's, but I have, I uh, got to get learn my walleye plastics again. I've been leaning on the lenders for any sort of education on that. Uh, Berkeley Jester. I think we have Berkeley Jesters. Is that jerkbait? Yeah, no, it's... Is that the topwater deal? Oh, Jester, the, the trailer. Yeah, no, that's that craw with, like, the articulated claws on it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I haven't tried that. It looks cool. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, you do. If you saw it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that thing. It kind of. Is it a Devo? Remember the Devil's Spear? Do you remember the perfect Devil's Spear? The claws on the crawl looked like the Devil's Spear. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that thing looks pretty interesting. Pure fishing cycles through so many baits so fast. It just. They, they lose they lose me in that because I'm like, well, when do you ever really know what you're doing if you yeah. just like continuously bring things out and just continue them every two years? Is like, do you really not believe in what you made to stick yeah. with it, even though maybe the consumers were short or slow to lag, or are yeah. you really not bringing stuff to the game that works, or what, what's going on that like um, I, that I just I can't get on board. There's like, something to be said for that when you overwhelm people with that stuff. It's uh. It, it can be like, Maybe it is a great bait, but how am I going to have confidence to get loyal and build my confidence in the bait if you're just going to probably dump it in a year or two? I know. I hear you. I learned that the hard way to your exact point when I was super back in the day into buying one-off crazy weird lures and bags of plastics I could get from buddies from Japan. And then even if you caught them on it, good luck. How are you gonna get them ever again? <laughs> it's 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 a weird it, it's it's if you're actually fishing competitively, it's a bad idea to fall in love with something you that might go away in a year. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like, what if I like, love the the rocket craft? Do they need yeah. that anymore? I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. It's just yeah. like mm-hmm. Parker Lunker City Slug, go black color for sure. Well, if a black Lunker City slug works on Tonka, I owe you uh, something, Mr. Parker. He's probably throwing those on a uh money head, I'm guessing. Well, whatever he did last year, he kicked my ass doing it. So if that's what you were doing, Parker, I'm on to you now. I'll get, I got something you should try on Tonka. I think. Hold on, hold on. I had them all the other night. Where are they right here? What is that? This a six inch and a half inch hand board stick bait. Really? 
Well, you can't just leave it at that. What are you throwing that on? Well, I haven't thrown a lot, but I'm thinking uh, 316 for quarter ounce jig head. Just fishing a magnum jig worm. Real. Like, this is a five inch. Yeah. So just give them that bigger. I mean, why would that, I mean that's pretty much what you're doing with a, a slug is giving them a. Yeah. A hamp or two. I like it. Who's making that? You... I, it's just about my board from Recycled Baits. Beautiful. Otherwise, another bait that I've been meaning to try. Let's see if I can find them quick. You'd think in a quarantine, my boat would be more organized. Was that a Nico? That's the uh, reactivation pocket rocket. Pocket rocket, yeah, yeah, okay. Five and a half inch. So, like, same, really bigger, like, lengthwise than a five inch stick worm. Yeah, yeah. But a little different profile. Right, so that's next to a, a young hanger. You get a little more length, and you're getting a little more fat. You know, you're gonna. Yeah. Might be just. They got some sweet colors, so that could be something to slide on a jig rig with a bigger head. You're Carolina rigging that thing, Parker. How many pike you catch last year doing that? I think it's a smoke screen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He he did pretty good last year. Oh, look at that! My face. My face. Maybe. Thanks <laughs> oh. tomorrow. Where, where's Park? Where are you fishing tomorrow, Parker? Where are you, Carolina, rigging a slug tomorrow? What's up, Rick? For dogfish. Actually, it's funny you say that. That was probably in the history of my life the number one dogfish bait was a slug. Weightless? Weightless. Uh, back in the day, I went into Wyzetta Bait and Tackle, and Tim Sonnenstall, who works there, told me, mm-hmm. He had power slugs there, and he said, I was buying them, obviously, for other reasons, for Tonka and stuff. But he said, what do you do with those things? So a bunch of stuff. He goes, we throw those behind frog blow-ups, like in the pockets in the weightless, which is, a te- you know, text rig hook just fired in their weightless. When a frog, when you miss a fish on a frog, and sure, I just thought of it one day after I was missing a bunch on a frog. I think on Muhammadu. I can't remember where I was. And, uh, God, I blasted a lot of dogfish. The dogfish love them things. <laughs> oh, Boji tomorrow, huh? That's a run. Good man. Do you ever go down there, Rich? I've never been there. I've always kind of thought about it, but I've never made the, made the effort. 
Well, you? I was supposed to go down there with Seth a few weeks ago, and I talked him into going other places instead because it was too far. And he's still mad at me about it because we didn't catch him. <laughs> well, that is. You wanted to go to. You wanted to go to. What's that? Was that the live in Red Wing instead? Yeah, he ended up going there a week later, but uh, but yeah, no, we went on a search mission down there, and uh, I had some bright ideas that didn't work out that good. Apparently, El Capoji <laughs> was a lot better. Nice. Yeah, but we caught some walleyes on accident. Did knife him? He did. <laughs> I went home. Gotta feed the fam. What's what's in the cup? Uh, Woodford. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I had a couple of silver bullets earlier while I had the, the ribs on the egg. Yeah. Uh, we had a busy day today at work, so had a couple of Woodfords tonight, and go back at it tomorrow because I'm not going bass fishing anytime soon. Yeah. Well, you said you're not you're not sure what you're going to do on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to go crappie fishing. I think I, if I can find some place around me that's not mobbed. Well, here's here's my idea. What? This was what I was going to do last weekend, but I didn't end up going. Or if I went out today, go to Pryor. This Pryor has white bass in it. Yeah. Throw jerk baits, small crank baits, oh, high tech yeah. white bass. Absolutely, I like it. I told you my theory on crappies. I, I, to this is the year I'm going to become an expert tiny crankbait fisherman. I have a whole collection of Japanese tiny crankbaits, and that's what I'm going to throw <laughs> for crappies. Be good for white bass. Too. <laughs> they will. They will. I have a bunch of these little tiny crankbaits, which Parker knows all about. It's Biovex crankbaits. Biovectors, Mandy Youngs. Well, originally Douglas was the one pushing him to start with. Was it? Yeah. So I'm not sure that I bought any of these. I think Douglas maybe gave me most of these. Yeah. yeah those look like you could get amp. away with throwing those on a baitcaster. They were called Amp at first, and they went to Biovex afterwards. Oh. They do look like they'd be good. Crappie crankbaits. <laughs> so you're going to go out and catch some crappies and then do a video and then... No, no videos. I so you can sell, sell them all on eBay as crappie uh, no. crankbaits. No, I'm going to just... Uh, I'm, I'm legitimately trying to catch a whole bunch of crappies on a crankbait. Accidental catches, I'll be jacked up about, but I'm legitimately going to make an attempt to become a gangster crappie crankbait fisherman in the spring. Nice. I always say that, then I never really yeah. catch crappie. I know, I hear you. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Did you ever get duped into buying these things? What? Oh, dude, is it not man's... Uh, is it man's... Was it Bill Lewis? Yep, stutter step yeah, Bill yeah, Lewis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I caught a couple, like... Yeah. 
No. Taking this out of the box. No, the only top water I ever got talked into buying because every- Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Everybody else's buying was the shower blows, and I got him, and I actually caught him on it, and I was upset. Well, that's, that's, that base legit, though. Yeah, exactly. But the funny thing is, is like, it was one of the weirdest coincidences ever because I had no idea it was even coming. But the next year I was at the Daiwa National Sales Meeting, which I believe Greg Johnson's on here from Daiwa, and he can re- back me up on this. It was like three months after I found out shower bowls were actually cool and I was ordering them on eBay. And I showed up to the National Sales Meeting and found out that we were going to get to slang Evergreen. So I was all fired up. Yeah, we got hooks. So tangly. Uh, he might have dropped off. We've kind of lost numbers, so. Yeah. You know, he must have bored him to death. I must have. There's the one. That's a nice one. Bone. That's the, like, to me, like. Yeah, thing's the deal, dude. It's the deal. Bone. All the, I mean, like, especially on the river, that's about all I'm going to throw with bone. And you can throw it 100 miles. What's that? And you can throw the thing 100 miles. It's the biggest, like... Not as good as, like, a Dixon, but... I, I think you can throw a shower bowl pretty far. I can haul that thing. Oh, yeah? Like, that was bone. Yeah. And now it's darn near clear. Been eaten. Yeah. Is that a Dixon in your right hand? Yeah, like OG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, the one, the Eva. Yeah, that's an Eva one, huh? Yeah, they're big. It's pretty like way bigger than the shower blow. They make some. Uh, one fifty size, size shower blows now that are the size of your arm. Yeah. 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 It's this Borderline striper bait. <laughs> yeah. They make a shower bowl bigger than that, Ema, now. You guys change your hooks on the 110 plugs, Parker wants to know? Uh, not until they're dull. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty light. And they will bend out, so they do get torn up. But I usually fish them to start. Uh-huh. We, I don't catch that many fish on jerk baits, I'll be honest. Yeah. With you. Like, that's... I, 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 it's almost the, the, the hooks that come on that bait Parker, the way that baits designed that they, uh, and they stick them better with those hooks, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, I've had to switch them out cause I broke them or bent them and I didn't have a line on the hooks for a while. Now I can get some more, but there are situations, especially with shallow ones of like Edo shiners and stuff. Uh, where you want to switch them up to some heavier hooks. 
if you're fishing them faster. But they're going to sink. That's no shower blows, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, like top waters, I'm all about fancy high end. Like I, yeah, I don't throw like I don't throw Berkeley. I don't throw Pragto. I don't throw you don't like, throw, throw Evergreens. I'm throwing Reaction of Nations. I'm throwing Yellow Magic. I'm throwing like yeah. Mm. The best night of, or I shouldn't say, well, yeah, it was a night, but best topwater fishing bite I ever been, I was ever on in my life was with a lucky craft, yeah, lucky craft gunfish. I used to throw a lot of lucky craft when they were like the cool, I mean, when they were rare. Yeah. They have quite a few of them, but mm. definitely the shower blow in the, uh, the Vixen over like, yeah. uh, had like this Brian's bees. Oh, dude, those were the, yeah, that, that, they were hard to get for a while. Yep. So that, that can be fun. One of the best spawn baits ever. Got a few Ricos, but I like the Yellow Magic better. I do yeah. have a couple skitter props, but. Yeah, me and, me and Seth were in New York one night and caught so many fish on a gun, on gunfishes as fast as you could fish them, like ripping them back as fast as you could. I had no idea until we got back to where we were staying. My entire body was covered in shad scales from the smallmouth spraying shad scales. Nice. Like, it was insane. This is the, the Kelly J Lucky Crab. Oh, yeah. Yep. The prop yeah, spin but, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even own a sexy dog, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a lot of red-eye shads. I have a lot of 1.5s. I have a lot of uh, meta scrubs, but I don't throw striking topwaters. Not that there's anything wrong with them. I know people catch them on a sexy dog, but it's just like, at what point do you stop? Like, I've already got two giant boxes of topwaters, and they're all fancy ones. And Yeah. I... It, it's hard for me after playing with a lot of them. Is that it's hard to beat that shower blows. It is. And actually, the yellow magic popper in my mind is like yeah, it kills like yeah, um, yeah. Fishing a lot of BFLs and a lot of weekend series on the tournament. That bone yellow magic, I would absolutely yeah uh, fish out of the back of the boat. I. I mean, I just, I mean, like everybody talks to the game, like, oh no, this, this buzz bait on the river, this, this chug bug, this, that, that. And then at the end of the day, they're like, what was that called again? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, buzz baits, what do you, are you a big, big buzz bait guy? Mild buzz bait guy. I, occasionally, like situationally, I mean, I like them. I just don't love, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I catch more fish on a frog or I catch more fish on swim jigs. Like, yeah. I know, and I think they're okay in Minnesota. I think they're a bigger deal in a lot of other places yeah. than here. Like, yeah. if we had shad, I think like Buzzbait does a great job replicating a rogue gizzard shad. Yeah. I think, and getting those big bites. And I think here where we don't really have that, I mean, it's still a good bait and you do catch big fish on it and it can be really good at times. It has quite the appeal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got some old terminators, I've got some accent buzzers and I, yeah. I play around with them and I, yeah, I mean, I, I watch 
Bassmaster and FLW tournaments, and I see somebody throwing a horny toad or something on the back yeah. of a buzzbait, and get jacked up, and I go out and fish it for two hours and get a couple small bass, and then I fish something else and start hammering them. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I literally have not thrown one much in my life. You know, I mean, I've obviously thrown a, a few times, but I, when we were down in Alabama, I was throwing one a lot this spring on the accent buzzer to your point, Kenny. And I can't even think of a fish I've ever lost on a buzz bait. I lost a good one on a buzz bait. Oh, the whole floater. Yeah. I had, back when I was younger, I used yeah. to love these double yeah. buzz with the floaters on them. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah. I have all these old buzz baits that like, well, the old plastic, like this yeah. thing doesn't even go into the boat. Honestly, like yeah. I got this. I it's just, it's such a common bait, and it's like, it's, for me, it's the same in the topwater care category. It's the same for me with, like, I probably have thrown a Carolina rig a lot less than 99% of people in Minnesota. I just don't, I, I have zero confidence in, in a Carolina rig. Like, I got this one with metal, and then it's got a counter-rotating plastic four-blade inside of it. Yeah, yeah. I see that. This one, I actually got quite a few fish. The skirt's gone at one yeah. point. But I would say, the, oh my, how about that one? Yeah, that's good, Busby. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have, the, I have that Listen, same one. I probably, I'm throwing Busby's more of this Terminator. I probably caught more fish on than anything. Yeah. I have a lot of those. I've seen There's a lot a of big fish get caught on them, man. There's a jig with a guido bug stuck in there. <laughs> I feel like this box can be stored and most of it can be donated to uh, the Portugal fishing team. Yeah. Oh, maybe this is this. Like, break this off for the crappies. There you go. Yep. Years. <laughs> How much of a buzzbait guy you are, like me? I, I mean, when I go down, I, mean, I bought like we had a tournament back uh, in April on Gunnersville, and I bought a bunch of like Jacob Wheeler accent buzzbaits, thinking that I was like, oh yeah. And then, yeah, like, yeah, I think this is one of the. That might be one of the. Oh, man, that one got. That ain't one of those there. I think that's one of the accents, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's not an accent. The head's too long. I don't know what it is then. Somebody's toad toting buzzbait, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a toad buzzbait, like you said, but the accent's got like a little diamond head on it. And honestly, now, if, uh, good night, Matt. Like, honestly, like, I used to probably catch more buzzbait bass throwing them over like weed flats. Yeah. Where you would throw like a walking bait or something. Sure. But now I would probably throw a chopper or a, a plopper in yeah. that scenario. Up here for sure. I agree. It's saying me like all oh, the Carolina riggers out on Minnetonka and everywhere. I, that's football jig dirt for me. I, if, if, if I'm going to drag it, I'm not going to throw Carolina rig. And it's weird because I'm sure I've got my butt kicked more than not by guys Carolina rig and I just don't have a, just don't have the confidence in it. I definitely have more confidence in a sea rig than a football jig, but I don't like to throw yeah. either one of them. There you go. 
Yeah, no, I'm the opposite. I, I got more, way more in a football, Jake. Do you want to come back for a few minutes after the uh, the break here in 15 seconds? It's up to you. Is it whatever you want yeah. to do. We're not going to go another hour, but we'll come okay. back. For All right, cool. All right, bye. <laughs> Jacob's back. Pete's back. Jacob's not getting his homework done. No. Can you text Jacob's mom and tell him to get his homework done? <laughs> we need Jacob to make more pages for more baits. Yeah. So I was the top. So like Tonka, I feel like is one of the hardest lakes to get bit on a top water. Do you agree? Oh, by far. well, one hundred percent during normal tournament hours in the evening. They're dumber than hell on the top water. Not necessarily giants, but not during tournament hours. I, I don't think I've ever weighed a bass in a tournament on Minnetonka in a, in, on a top water. That I can think. Oh, other than a frog in that early one. Sure. But like in general, like not a good top water lake. Yeah, I agree 100%. 100%. Like I would bet that you go walk the, the decks of a Denny's tournament or anything like that, you are not going to see no, any talking. Maybe an occasional frog or something um, like that. I, I remember a Wednesday nighter once. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody, I think I got second or I, 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 I might have sucked. I don't remember. Either way, <laughs> like we, we we walked up and and whoever won it was like, yeah, I won it on a popping frog. I don't know, the bluegill schools that are like busting outside the outside the weed lines, you know, and, I, and it was like I've never seen thirty dudes want to beat a guy yes. up in my life. They're all like, "No, dude, that's been, there's been more freaking topwaters thrown at those fish in the history of mankind that have, and they've never eaten a freaking topwater in their lives on that lake." And tonight's the night they just choked it, you know. So either that guy was the greatest liar in the history of mankind, but. uh, uh but that's pretty. To your point, it, there's schools of bluegills the size of a football field busting on the surface, and you could throw everything you wanted over the top for from you know dusk till dark, and good luck catching anything over two and a quarter. Yeah, that, that's Lake will make you learn to not like topwaters. Yeah, it's <laughs> you're not wrong. But and, like you go to like other tournament lakes, like you know. Alexandria chain. They chew top waters on those yeah, other lakes. Yeah, sure. like, them fish just get so educated, I think, that yeah. or it's just like the, they're so used to being driven over by pleasure boats and skiers and wakeboards and uh, maybe they're just like I don't know, but like there's something about it. They just they get conditioned to not eat top waters like they do on other lakes for sure. You're you're not wrong because I, I can for as many times, as many days as I put in out there, I don't think I've ever heard a buzz bait clacking around or seen somebody really doing much. That's a, that's a normal tournament fisherman, anyway. I mean, definitely situationally, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's windows, but yeah. like day in and day out, it's just yeah. not not going to play in a derb. No, not out there. Like I said, take the spring ones out because I have I've seen it and done it and had friends that do it and stuff in the in the early fall, right i'm sure yeah. there's probably yeah. a buzz bait plays a little bit in like the yeah. september october type thing for sure yeah whipping a buzz bait between docks and things like that mm -hmm. but but that goes to prove 
the the argument people get in about fish conditioning it's so insanely there's something to it like crazy i mean i i was up at the linder media offices a couple months ago and i got into that conversation with those guys again and they the how much they've shown and they've proven over and over again the fish conditioning to certain stuff like whether it's Malax or whatever like the trends that they follow and all that stuff on how certain baits will catch the hell out of them for years and if it gets done too much that those fish will get off of it and get off of it hard and just goes to show you that back in the day someone must have thrown a frog and a buzz bait a lot on Minnetonka <laughs> well and it's weird because like down south I feel like on these highly pressured lakes, people throw topwaters, and that's how they do get the big bites. But to your point, though, it's the they're shad, shad fisheries, right. and those shad—they're following shad migration, shad movement, and all that stuff. And it's not so much—I mean, Minnetonka is a spot lake; everybody knows it. It's not necessarily a pattern lake like down south, where and I, and it does have big bait fish because it's got like golden shiners and stuff. Oh, in for it, sure. right? so, it does. It but does. there must be something about the behavior of the golden shiner that doesn't elicit or doesn't create the fish behavior that a shad does like a no, gizzard shad i agree because i mean it very rarely i'm sure someone's done it in the history of minnetonka but you're not going to run a pattern on tonka you know what i mean like you're not going to be like oh i got one on a point and just start hitting points all day long kick the crap out of everybody it's going to be two points that one boat sat on all day long or, or, or if you have a point or two that are loaded and you kick, it's a spot lake, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, you this, can get honest, this, but it's, it's not, you're not going to go point, 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 point. Yeah, long. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're going to run all the points that you know yeah. all across the lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's spot right. on the spot stuff. We're right. down south, like to your point, if you're fishing a topwater on whatever, drains on a bluff wall or something like that you get, transition yeah you get a bite you start running that and you start nailing it all over the place just like that because right. all the shattered loaded up in front of the drains in this spot or something but i'm in Atonka, you could have the top 10 all have been doing one guy's been fishing a football jig on the rocks one guy was flipping one guy was fishing docks all day one guy was doing this one guy was doing that because it was spot on the spot stuff versus mm -hmm. A uh, pattern, and I think Chad Lake's just set up that way better, you know. But I do think, like, also, I do think, like, tournament mortality doesn't affect the overall population of a lake that much. No. Now, what tournament mortality does is it kills the dumb fish, the aggressive <laughs> fish. Yeah, <laughs> those fish that I mean, there's there's just like humans, right? There's humans that are aggressive in nature, and there's humans that are laid back, and there's humans that eat a lot, and there's humans that don't eat a lot, and there's like humans that are picky, and there's humans that'll eat anything, right? Yeah, and there's fish and bass and crappie, and everything is the same way. So the more fish that you harvest or kill, uh, whether it's through tournaments or anywhere else, over time, those are your dumber, more aggressive fish. One hundred percent. So then you're going to leave smarter fish in the system, and those smarter fish continually to keep breeding with smarter fish. Those fish get harder to catch over time. Just uh, like it, that makes it's really true. I mean, it is. I mean, you look at Gunnersville, right, which is clearly kicked out stupid bags forever, no matter the fact that Wednesday you can't find a parking spot, and it's loaded full of guys bass fishing, and you see all these guys that just catch these monster bags yet. 
if someone like myself drives down there, puts in, doesn't have any information, no one tells me any dot, gives me dots or tells me where to fish, it's not as easy to catch them as you think it'd be. And you're like leaving going, Alabama sucks, man. Minnesota's unless, way better. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're right, Yeah. He catches them in Gunnersville all the time. He's awesome. Who's that? Kenny. Kenny, yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's just uh, – the, those fish are more educated. They're smarter. And it's harder to catch them. And if you know how to do it, you can jack them. But it's to your point. If you're going to do that to a fishery, it's you better know what you're doing when you go out there and fish. Well, that's the thing is like, like if you condition, you know, I think when we can, when you think about conditioning fish, we're not conditioning the whole population. We're conditioning the fish that are prone to react to that style of bait. For sure. right? Like there's a certain kind of fish that won't probably weren't ever going to hit a rattle trap or a lipless crank, or they weren't going to hit uh, a plopper or they weren't like, that's not what triggers them. Right. That doesn't turn them on. Right. Just like yeah. some guys like big butts and some guys like booze. And right. Like, so yeah. <laughs> different, different baits are going to trigger different fish. So I think yep. what you do is that's why we see lure cycles more is because we're conditioning the fish that are, you know, attracted to that type of sound or bait or whatever. Yeah. And then that kind of goes through a phase where like all those fish get yanked because those are the ones that react to a plopper. Like, like, yeah. uh, and then you go through and like, you've caught all the ones that like, you've trained all the ones that are going to eat a black power slug. Um, and now you got to find the ones that want to eat a pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other discontinued one. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, no, I, you're, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That's, that's that. Al Leonard brought up a story that he said that there was like two or three years on Mille Lacs way back. This is way back in the day, like 60s, 70s. He said you literally couldn't do anything wrong with a purple spoon. Like they would just bright, but they'd paint them purple and they would troll or cast them or jig them off the bottom or whatever. And he said, go there right now and, and you'll die before you catch a fish on it. He said, I have <laughs> yeah thousands of videos of you couldn't do it wrong with a purple spoon it didn't matter what species it were whatever it was but they did it so much they just conditioned the fishery to it and they well, i think a lot of it is some of it's conditioning but i think those most aggressive fish in a fresh untouched fishery end yeah. up just they get they choke on baits and die yeah libels and get stressed and die they end up going and you know, yeah. Crisco, like the aggressive fish over time, once a lake gets popular, just get plucked. And then, then you're just going to have the smarter fish left. And then it's it just gets harder. That's just what happened. Then you got to throw quarter ounce crankbaits. Hair jigs and... <laughs> or you got to go opposite, right? Like I, sometimes I think we get too finessey, right? Like all of a sudden everybody's throwing an end rig. And, but then like Keith Combs go up there and wrecks them on a one ounce football jig. I know. That made me so sick. So sick. And you were like, oh, this is awesome. I can't wait to go up there and throw a football game. That, that's my jam. And and I've been up there a billion times like everybody else. And, and just lost 1,400 yeah. football games. <laughs> and not like done like randomly caught a giant on a football jig and committed to it for like half a day while everybody beat the brakes off him on a swimmer all around me. And uh, What they didn't show you is that yeah. Keith Combs is sponsored by Striking and he had yeah. 4,000 football jigs and he probably broke off 800 of them a day. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But. So someday, 
these fish will get continued or conditioned to the net head and then power techniques will come back. I sure as heck hope so. Because I, sure <laughs> so. I suck at net rig fishing, that's for sure. That's not my jam. I sent some of my uh, net heads down to a guy on Lanier and he said he absolutely wrecked them today. On, Good. Uh, yeah, big spots, he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I had a good fall last year on Mille Lacs with them, but uh, that's that's it. Not really other than that. Uh, Tonka, it's kicked my butt. I haven't done much of it or uh, anywhere I'm supposed to actually fish it. But, yeah, I mean, do a lot of people throw them on Tonka? I mean, is that? Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys do. A lot, a lot of guys that have gotten real consistent are good at it, but. They can sit there and soak, and I just that that's become a real thing out there. Sitting there soaking, and I just can't. I, I suck at it. On Tonka, couldn't you just dead stick a four inch stick worm on up? If you could, I think that I'd be have done something with it because I've sure as hell tried it, man. But maybe I just suck that bad at it. I don't know. I I, I just uh, um, uh, it seems to be something with. The, the net and a little bait and a floating bait or whatever it is that's making it work. But you can see him doing it. Trust me that I, I've watched him. I've run by him five times in a day and been like, that dude's still there. <laughs> still ain't are casting. They, are they throwing it on the weed edges or are they more throwing it where you would throw the football, Jake? I both, both, definitely both. Uh, and, and, and there's some tournaments where they look like heroes and there's some tournaments where they look like zeros. So, but it's definitely, uh, it's becoming more and more of a player. And if you think about it, you know, that fishery enough to say that makes a lot of sense. You know, it, it the, a lot of those spots have fish on them for a reason. They get tons of pressure. And if you're willing to sit there and die on the vine with the net head sitting on the bottom and not move for a day, you could be a hero. It sounds awful. It does, doesn't it? I'd rather die. <laughs> <Yeah>, I know. <laughs> it, it does. I used to fish. Uh, they don't really have it. The Panaprog tournament in Lake Marion down in Lakeville every year. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, very, I don't know if you've ever been on there. It's not a big lake. A I know of tournament. it, but I've never been on it, yeah. So, I mean, it's right on the highway. Yeah. 40 boat tournament. And it's like, if you get on a deep spot, there are some guys that will sit there all day. Yeah. Because they're worried. There won't be another spot, and they'll sit there, and they would just sit there and dead stick a jig worm. Yeah, seven hours. Like Brew. make, Brew. I mean, like they probably make ten casts an hour. No, no, not <laughs> like just, I'm like, no. I have wanted a couple times and had some high finishes, but I would never do that. Like I, no. like I'd rather not cash a check than do that. Like they would literally this in a time before. Uh, spot lock they would throw anchors on both sides of the boat on a yeah, spot and yeah. took there all day never put their trolling motor down yeah no and, and it's not in me to do it it's not in that's me. just not even fun like that's it's not in me i i'd love to say that i i know better you know like should work on that and get better at that but i i just can't do it can't do it. Those guys should fish walleye tournaments because they're not fishing a bass tournament. Oh, I know. <laughs> and and they're per- completely comfortable with fishing right next to somebody else. So. Yeah. But I, I, I just can't do it. I, I uh, If that's what it turns into, then I'm going to be, I'm going to donate for another whole year. 
because I can't do it. Yeah, like uh, either that or I'd have to bring so many sandwiches that I'd weigh 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I really think a big swimmer is going to play more this year. It's been playing more and more every year on Tonka. And, like when you say big swimmer, like a four point eight Kitek or like no, 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 big, like yeah, like a mag draft and line throughs and gliders and stuff like that. There's some big dumb ones still that live there. I just ordered a couple glides today. I got. I just ordered Carl's. I've been talking to Carl Jockinson a bunch, and uh, so I ordered his glider. Uh, I got. Dated on that one. I had that one. I ended up getting uh, some Arashis, and then I got yep. the bait vanity. Antidote glide. I have some a bunch of gancrafts from my relationships back in the day with Diode, so I got some presents. Well, they were presents, and they're goofy colors, so I'll hook you up if you need. <laughs> um, uh, and I got uh, the Rashis when they when they were working on doing those, and then I got the I ordered Carl's, and I can honestly tell you I have not caught twelve bass on a, a glide bait in my life. Yeah, I've not caught a ton. I've caught a few on the river to see. Yeah, you uh, were telling me that, and that's why I was going to yeah. ask you, like, what other ones are good ones to, like, if you're going to dive into it and whip them around, what to try. Hopefully after this year I can tell you. Yeah, I, I, I'm same boat. I got stuff to throw them, and I got a whole bunch, and I look like I know what I'm doing, and I don't. So, yeah, I've heard good things about the bait sanity. Um, and then another one I heard that was pretty good is the one of the Savage Gear for being an inexpensive glide. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I had some buddies tell me that too. Parker, I'm throwing. Uh, last year I threw, well, the last couple of years I threw a glide on the 7 9 Kage swim bait rod. That, it's been good. Uh, it's been good. I might get Brandon's. Uh, Alpha Angler one, uh, and try that. Yeah, I, I have a seven nine Dobbins, Mike Long special. Yeah, Mike <laughs> Longer. Yep, I hear you. Uh, and then I've got, I mean, obviously, I got plenty of other rods that I can. I mean, do you? The one I'm looking to throw right now. I can still throw on a big jig rod. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, if I start moving up to the depths, two fifties, and yeah. some of those, and I'm not, I, you know, not, I won't get into that stuff. I, yeah. that, that's not my thing. I actually like the idea of gliders showing you big fish and all that stuff, and sure. But I'm not going to get into the big giant giant ones. I mean, if they cost thirty, forty bucks, I would. But when they cost seventy, eighty, hundred, I just I've seen some crazy stuff in Chicago, man. It, like crazy stuff. Like, Are we still talking about fishing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both, both, but but like glider stuff, like one-offs from Roman made and stuff get sold yeah. at like shows and stuff that are like big buck stuff. Like you're like, well, that's Dude. I just somebody got maybe like Carolina fishing tackle or somebody got in a batch of Roman made something, mm -hmm. and I didn't even look at the price, but I'm sure they were two, three hundred bucks, and they had to say. Only one per customer. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who's gonna buy? Who can buy ten of those? <laughs> oh yeah. We. I. I remember at Dyla, uh If Greg's still on here, he could say our rod engineer was a good. One of my best friends there, York Oda, lives in Germany now. He 
he made a rod for Roman maids and was like, here, the, these are a new rod we got. And I'm like, there's like eight guys in the world that can buy a Roman maid, dude. Like, and sure. And that rod went nuts. People bought it. <laughs> like, there's a lot of guys who throw that thing. And it's like, it's a five pound lure. Like it blows my mind, but people buy them things. They do. Uh, I like, I, I like one seventy eights as big as I play. I think the biggest bait I have is over here. Black dog. Lunker clunker. Oh, is that what the popper deal? Uh, it's more like a spook giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. What is that? This is a this is a wood one. Yeah. What's it weigh? Oh, uh, let me see. I got a scale. What's it feel like? Is it two over two ounces? I'll tell you. I have a scale for it. <laughs> this lunker plunker weighs two point six ounces. Big. That's big for me. That's big for me. There's a lot of guys yeah, got, that are laughing at me right now. Yeah, so let's say I got this, and then my uh, river to sea. What's the ass weight? Two, boy? Yeah, two hundred. Right, these are. There's the two hundred S waiver. Yeah, yeah. That's a top water, like a spook type plug. Yeah, yeah. Does the ever have the weight on it? Sure. Three and a half ounces. Three and a half. Okay, yeah. No. So that's about... So then I'd say I'm in the three ounce because I have a lot of 178 type Japanese ones and stuff. This is pretty close to three ounces. But yeah, yeah. It almost has like a foil. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool bait. Yeah. That's cool. These things, I think, are pretty pricey, and I don't think they're easy to get. I think I must have won this. I don't remember buying this. I got was telling you, I... Big line throughs is the only thing I'd actually throw derby day. Yeah, throw some dream smashers and things like that. And but it's got a legit tail feather though. That thing's like sweet. What? Oh, is that on an ass waiver? No, that's on that punker. Oh, it's on that big. Topwater guy. Look how big the tail feather is. Yeah, on I hear it. Oh, that's, that, that'd be a fun one. I got a big giant shower blows, I'll give you. That sounded bad, but I have a big giant shower blows. The thing is, like, this thing, like, is just the, the thickness of it. Because I can compare that to, like, that Eva stick, which is a big bait. Yeah, yeah. And the. I mean, like, lengthwise, they're similar, but. Girthwise, this punker is just meaty. Like, yeah. oh, this different ball game, dude. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. You put some big giant out barbs on that giant one. You can just throw it on top of them and knock them out and stick them in the back of the head. That thing's big. This thing be sweet. Gets me fired up. Be fun to catch them on that. One eats that, you'd be feeling it. That's the thing is like if we lived in a place that had double digit bass, like this 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 thing was like I think if you go back and watch some of that big bass posse stuff, 
Like there was a period where they were crushing them on these things. Yeah. S waiver is gas, Parker, huh? I probably have more I probably would have more confidence catching them on this than a spinner bait though, so why is that? <laughs> no, I'm the same. I've never been a big, I've I, never been a big spinnerbait guy. I own uh, more spinnerbaits, I think, than most people I know, and I do not catch them on a spinnerbait. I don't. I used to a little bit. Like I remember catching them on like Gull and Mahamadu yeah. back in the day. Spinnerbaits a lot. Um, but to me, a swim jig and a chatterbait have just taken over. Me too. Me too. Um, now, when I go down south. And fish regional tournaments, I will pick up a spinnerbait more. In yeah. Well, I just loaded up on spinnerbaits right before we fished on Smith on that tournament this spring, and literally not a fish. Chatterbait, ch every chatterbait kicked the dog. I mean, everybody I talked to, get this spinnerbait, get this spinnerbait, get this spinnerbait. Not, not a five. I got all of them. I got the little finesse war eagles. Uh, uh, the the coolest one was that Santone, um, mm -hmm. but uh, my buddy Aaron got some of the Bassman ones uh, from a buddy of ours, and and he he caught some on the Bassman one, but I didn't have any. Uh, it was all chatterbait. What about these? Tamiki, what is that? The Stanger? It's the Stinger. Yeah, yeah. Steiner, you gotta say it like Brian Thrift. Yeah, to make you Steiner. According to him, everybody should be winning these because they yeah. are literally the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Well, he certainly has the numbers to back it up if they were if he caught him on those things. But I've caught a few fish. I haven't thrown him a ton. Yeah. No. Well, that no. wouldn't be a bit. I mean, what I've thrown him mostly is on a jig worm, and they they did pretty well on mini waska. But there's a million fish in that lake. So like, maybe this is your new secret weapon. Against Parker on a jigworm. Uh, I, a, I need all the help I can get against Parker. I'll take it all. Uh, That's I'm my going, recommendation. I'm going backwards hard. Or, this one I thought was pretty good. On the one. What is that, the Missile 48? Yeah. Yeah. How have the, I've never fished with one. Are they good? Don't know. I mean, it was pretty good as a jigworm. Like, a little different. Like, it kind of got that, like, heavy, and it kind of, I mean, it, it flops over. Yeah. Like, Has it got a flat bottom? Huh? Has it got a flat bottom on it? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And it's got a nice blunt end in it. You don't have to, like, turn it off to, like, yeah. a jigworm. Yeah. We have uh, quivers coming pretty quick here at Omnia. Yeah. You were supposed to tell me. Uh, that's not one of the top secret ones. That one I'm pretty sure everybody knows. We're going to get yelled at about those. You got some sweet colors in this 48. That was another bait that ends up in the clearance bin at Gander that I tried and was pleased with. 48s? Yeah. I think Jacob's talking about the uh, the 48 as well. They're durable and dense. The cast really well. I'll have to try them. I didn't know that they're a great seller. 
but they're pretty good fish catcher. <laughs> yeah. I'll take all the help I can get. Although, I, I have enough Z-Man stuff to sink a boat, even though it floats, so I don't know how that worked, but it just, I, this year, Z-Man stuff, I just didn't do that good on it. The year before, I thought the stuff was made out of fish magnet juice. Now, this year, I didn't do as well on it. At least during yeah, the day. I probably could only put not even one of these bags of Z-Man. Really? Yeah. Oh, I went I mean, down. A few, few hula sticks, a few TRDs. That's about it. Yeah, the year before last, it was like the awakening. I did, I fought it and fought it and didn't want nothing to do with it. Then I caught the hell out of them for a year on it. And it was like, this is replacing all plastics I have. And then last year, went to 180 on that one, but <laughs> did not work for me. So glide baits on Tonka, that's going to be your thing. Yeah, no, so if you see me zero in all the Denny's this year, you know I was taking my zero like a goddamn man. <laughs> <laughs> I was even the big one. Uh, no, maybe, this is, maybe this is the top water that will work on Tonka. Maybe, maybe, who knows, who knows. I don't know. You're probably going to get a bite sooner or later, but it may not be a bass. Yeah. No, you, that's the truth. That's the truth. And the muskies were back for me last year. That's for sure. I caught a bunch last year. And the football jig? Football jig. And, and to be honest with you, uh, got one on a shower balls in the evening on some bluegills. Uh, I caught a bunch. I, caught, I actually caught a, quite a few muskies last year. Hmm. Uh, the years before that, I was telling all my buddies that are musky guys, I'm like, I don't know, I just don't catch it. Like, I, there were years where you caught them accidentally all the time, and then I went a few years where I didn't catch many at all. And I'm like, I don't know, they just got smart. They don't eat bass lures anymore for me. And then last year, they they were back on the bass lures. I caught a bunch. I don't know how many years it's been since I've been on Tonka. Probably five. No kidding. <laughs> uh, I wish I wish I, I can't wait for the day I can say that, but I still keep saying until until I until I accomplish some goals out there, I'm not going to run away. I'm going to keep getting my head beat into the wall. Well, well, let me know. I'll come out and I'll throw stupid stuff out of the back of your boat and help you practice. I love that idea, actually. The only problem is, is I throw a lot of stupid stuff apparently off the front of the boat, so now we both <laughs> we're, we're not working well as a team. Okay, I'll throw what I know works. Yeah, there you go. That, that might help. That might help. All right, well, my phone's about to die. I keep getting notifications I'm about to die. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to pack up some Bass Tech jigs for your competitors and uh, call it a night. All right, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Have fun. Yeah. See ya.
As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.